Holy smokes. Hello, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. My mouth. (laughs) True crime. My nose. (laughs) Um, Urban legends. My arms. Anything spooky related. Uh Uh-huh. We sure do. Every single week since the dawn of civilization, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately. Lindsay will go to Wendy's. I'll go to the Wendy's down the street. And we come back into our house and discuss what we've researched for the first time with each and every one of you and each other ever. And this week, our 80th episode, we're dedicating this one to... I'm going to dedicate this one to my sister. Oh, that's nice. I yeah. thought you were going to say, hello, matey. I think we're 80. Oi, matey. I think we're 80. <laughs> Swab the poop deck. We're 80. That's not good. <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. Who are you dedicating it to? I'm going to dedicate it to my brother, I guess. Yeah. And hey. Aww, I, Sips week. Sips week. I know that we <laughs> talked about it a little bit, but congratulations to Nick and Emily, Lindsay's brother and sister-in-law. They're having twins and they just found out they're having a boy and a girl, which I think is rare. Right? I don't know. I don't know how twins work. Neither do I. It could be a spooky topic, though. Can twins feel what other twins feel? Well, we have some twins who listen to the show, our friends Megan and Aaron. Yeah. So maybe we need to get them on the phone and talk to them. them. Yeah. If I, hey, Megan, if I were to punch you super hard in the leg, do you think Aaron would feel it? I hope so. Yeah. How fun. It is fun. Well, (laughs) hey, if this is your first time listening, welcome to our 80th episode and we have a special one in store. But we do. quickly, last week, what did we talk about last week? Uh, well, <laughs> guess, I... Guess who forgets? Both of us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're both looking at our phones right now. Oh, you had a bunch of stories. I had a bunch of stories about people looking at people's baby monitors and saying stuff to them. Bubble tea. Um, that girl had too much bubble tea. Um, finding a lot of animals in people's walls. The we... pirate hand. I think we didn't talk <sighs> enough about the lady thinking her grandparents were pirates because they found a treasure chest with a hand in it. Yeah, that's true. We yeah. also miss an opportunity, which is par for the course, saying that the woman had a boba blowout when she was listening, oh, no. when she was drinking, although when she had 100 bobas. Be careful of your bobas. Yeah, don't have a boba, blow, boba blowout. And then I had, I talked, I almost said I had a boba blowout, but that's not true. <laughs> I talked about our friend Brandon and his special owl that died in his yard. That is right. Yeah, we were you were talking about how owls can be bad omens, but like this one didn't just visit, it died in its yard. So Yeah. It was a baby. Creepy. It was it was hanging on the branch by one leg for a minute and then it fell off and then it passed away. What was its name? Dark Small Wing Dark Claw. Dark Claw. Yeah. And you actually have a follow up phone interview with Brandon about it. That's right. Yeah. So Which we'll be playing. Yes. So here's What's special about our 80th episode? Lindsay and I were thinking of ways to spice it up. And we're like, well, we're getting 80. We're getting dusty and crusty because we're older now. We've been using a walker for a long time. And which is probably no surprise to anyone who listens to the show. Yeah. That we move slow and we're old. But this episode is going to be listener voicemails. We now have a spooky hotline that you can call whenever you want if you have a question about ghosts, if you have a question about cryptids, true crime, 
murders our dog, something we've talked about on the show. And we'll answer them on the show for you. Yeah, we're we're going to be doing these intermittently. We don't really know exactly how long in between episodes we'll be doing the listener ones, but this will be something that we're doing regularly because we've already gotten a lot of really good voicemails and they're very fun. Yeah, what's the number again? The number is 803-816-BOOZE. Uh, Not the drink, but like plural for boo, which is 2667. (laughs) So it's 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Yeah, call, leave us a voicemail. Ask us any questions you want. I know that you're dying to (laughs) to ask us questions on the show. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've gotten emails about like, have you guys discussed this topic? Have you thought about this with this topic? Here's a follow up to this. Even if you have a follow up or anything, anything you feel like you want to tell us, call the number. It's open 24 seven and just say hey or talk to us a little bit. Yeah. So this will be kind of a little bit of a different format for us this week, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I think maybe maybe Lindsay and I will flourish because we haven't had to do research and then we can't catch ourselves having done not awesome some research. <laughs> but first things first, we're going to jump into a phone call right now that I made earlier this, well, a week ago today when you're listening to it. I called Brandon, the owner, well, unintentional owner of Small Wing Dark Claw, and about how everything kind of went down. I wanted to follow up with him. So I think we'll just jump into it right now. Is there anything anyone needs to know before we jump in? Call the hotline. I call the hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, here's a phone interview, a phone call with our extremely good friend, Brandon, and his story about Small Wing Dark Claw. Enjoy. Okay, so Brandon, are you there? I'm here. Okay, so if you want to recap, well, let me make sure I got this right. Uh, An owl was screeching outside of your house. You saw it. It, I wouldn't say it was screeching. It was squawking. Squawking. Okay. Okay. It wasn't making a normal owl sound. Okay. So normal owl, a a normal owl sound is like a hoo hoo hoo, a hoo. Like hoo hoo. Like hoo hoo. And then this one was making. What was what was this noise like? So I walk outside, and I think you know. I think you heard it in the video. Yeah. And it seemed to send its sound all over. I couldn't tell where it was originating from. At first, I thought it was high up in the trees. Then I thought it was above my roof. Then I thought it was in the lawn. And then I saw it, and it was going, like it didn't know what it was there. Like it it didn't even know it was there. Yeah. And then I got up close to it, and it just looked at me and went, and then and then I that night I went to go uh, I I took I was out and I came back and it uh, I watched it clawing on and holding on to the branch by one beautiful claw and then it fell into the grass. Okay. And then it righted itself, so I left it there. And then in the morning it had been it in in, a, in no uh, insects wanted to touch it, no um, foxes. It was. Um, it was perfect, like Vladimir Lenin in his tomb. Wow. Okay. It was like Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Dark Wing was like Sleeping Beauty when I woke up. Dark Claw. <laughs> and so I called um, the art department at the school and I asked if they needed a dead owl or, you know, an undead owl, whatever. Yeah. And they said, no. Get it. Go. <laughs> 
well, how did you and get so this I number? It, yeah, how, did, how <laughs> dare you ask that about owls? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I uh, and then I put it back, and then I uh, I thought about burying it, but uh, I just wanted to see what happened. And then maybe this is another part. I don't know if this made it into your into the show, but the next day the, it was gone. Oh wait, I that thought afternoon. I never buried it. I never oh, buried it. it was dead. But either I thought an animal took it, but now it could have been you know a spirit or a creature, or it could have risen from the darkness and be you know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So so it was dead. It, I put it in a bucket. It was straight up dead. <laughs> dead. Better than any any uh, owl I've ever you know. It was a dead owl. Yeah. So you and I are recording this phone call the morning of Monday the 17th. So 17th. the the episode has only been out for a little bit. And in the episode, I, I said that someone came to pick up the owl, but that was the second person that you called. But that's not the case. The owl's just totally... So you put the owl. Let me let me make sure I have this right. The owl. Yeah, the, I put the owl on my on my. Um, uh, <laughs> I put the owl on my. Uh, um, what is it? Oh god, why can't I think of it? Compost uh, heap. Oh, okay. Next to some yeah, just laying there, laid laid dark wing, the dark claw out. Yeah. Ready to ready to ready to fly to the underworld, really. Yeah. And then later that day, the owl was gone. Wow. So how many how many hours did Small Wing Dark Claw spend on your compost heap? Probably oh less than ten. Wow. And there was like there there was like no sign of or was was no, there any not, sign no, of like there were no feathers, there was no blood, no bones, gone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So who knows what happened? Maybe Dark Wing, you know, who knew what that what Dark Wing was doing and thinking when I when he was in that in the bottom of that bucket or she yeah because I don't know the gender of small small wing dark claw yeah it's either. it's hard but to the, tell but, but small wing dark claw was a barred owl oh it was it a barred owl and that but it was a barred owl but we don't know who knows what what small wing dark claw is now yeah could be a, an owl spirit well small could wing be, uh, small wing dark claw could have just taken the form of a barred owl. Well, Brandon, thank you for taking time out of your day and uh, talking with I'm me. I'm happy to do it. Uh, I hope that if anyone else finds a, an adorable baby owl squonking at them, uh, that it you know they don't have to have deal with the problems that we deal with here. Yeah. Well, has poor with this dead owl? Has your life has your life been been different since, or the the days following the owl incident? Has your life changed? Well. Okay. <laughs> um, let me think. No, not at all. Not anyway. I've been missing the owl. Yeah. I wish that small, small wing dark claw was with us. Um, I had a lot of plans for you know, kind of now being like an owl person. Yeah. And uh, maybe having like an owl, um, you know, like an owl farm. Yeah. Owl aviary, an owlary. I was, you know, I kind of thought that maybe small wing dark claw could be the first owl in an owlary. Yeah. Um, but I guess the universe had different plans. Now, maybe Small Wing Dark Claw had different plans. A follow-up question. Um, 
maybe not the most important question for you, but at least the most important question that I'm going to ask uh, while we're on yeah. the phone. And I don't even know what's going to happen after this, but I know that at least for me, this is the most important question. Um, yeah. Would you have, yeah. if you were to have opened an Owlary, would you have referred yourself to Owlary Larry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I figured too. Owlary Larry. Owl Larry Larry's could have just, and then, and then what is easy then is, you know, Owl Larry Larry could just be like a character. Yeah. And then, you know, many people could play Owl Larry Larry. So if I didn't want to run the Owl Larry anymore, they could, you know. Oh, it's more so like a, like like a job title. Like a job title or, uh, or like a symbolic, uh, you know, like, like Chuck E. Cheese. There's, there's. (laughs) Yeah. And his middle name's Edward. Everybody knows that. I thought his middle name was Entertainment. Oh, no, I think it's Edward. Okay. Chuck Edward Cheese. <laughs> okay, yeah. sweet. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. But that's that's what the Larry, <laughs> Owl Larry Larry would be like. Yeah. But, I mean, this is, I mean, we're not, I don't even know why we're talking about this, because the owl died. Yeah, well, yeah, the owl is so dead. So I should just, I shouldn't even, I'm just going to get myself upset if I think about all the lost opportunities for the Owl Larry. Well, Brandon, if you have uh, if you have any updates in the future, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to be watching the place. I'm going to be watching. You know, this is uh, just because that I will die doesn't mean that its, it's uh, presence is is gone. And yeah. So, uh, no, don't. Yeah, I'm I'm watching out. I know that I don't live at your house, but at least for me. This could be, I don't know, wishful thinking on my part, but the the feeling that I get is that because Smallwing Darkclaws died, the presence of the owl is stronger than what it was when the owl was there. Yeah, I think I think I think so. Okay. I think maybe the house should be kind of painted to reflect uh, you know, that Smallwing Darkclaws plumage. Yeah. Well, so like a like maybe a like know. a heather gray or something. Yeah, Heather Gray with some speckles in there, you know, a speckling. Yeah. And some, you know, yeah, so it's just, it's really opened up my world, I guess. <laughs> How about I could say it, not negatively, but positively, and just sort of a new owl area, you know, just thinking about owls and wanting to meet them and, <laughs> you know, um, more meet more owls after today, really. Yeah. There we go. That's about it. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks for talking to us, and uh, I'll see you later. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for covering this topic. You're welcome. Well, thank you for bringing it to our attention. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Okay. I okay. It. All right. Uh, well, see ya. See ya. So here's what I know. After that phone call, I learned a lot about that entire situation. And I guess, which is par for the course, I had some facts wrong, which is... Not unusual for us. No, not even close. I swear we're good listeners. We are good listeners, and we mean well. We're just not... We just get excited. Yeah, and we're not smart. I can't... (laughs) Listen, if you're listening now and you're like, oh, no, they're smart. I know they are. Uh Uh-uh. We ain't. Uh Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I just think it's really weird that he put the owl out... And it was just gone. Yeah. He put the owl on his compost pile. So no what trace I, of the owl. No, none. And I thought that 
he had called multiple people to come get it because he got off the phone with me when we were talking the first time, which led up to last week's episode twice because he said, oh, it's the thing about the owl. It's the person calling about the owl. But I guess it just vanished off his compost pile. That's so weird. It so I don't weird. know what kind of omen that is supposed to be because it's like, okay, if an owl visits you, it's a bad omen. If it dies in your yard, <laughs> I would imagine a worse omen than a bad omen. Yeah. A bad owl. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's there's a lot. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. The omen owl, the bad yeah. omen owl. But then it disappears. It's gone. And he said there was no trace of footprints blood feathers anything well because that's my first thought is that an animal obviously came and got it Mm -hmm. but there's no trace of i mean i don't know unless like a little fox came and grabbed it and took off with it but there's like nothing he said there was nothing at all that's weird maybe another bad owl omen came and took that one because he was like oh it failed well this owl didn't work i think that i think that this whole situation is It's almost like we've been walking in the woods and we've found our metaphorical or proverbial staircase in the woods. We thought this was a standard situation and then we're finding out there's much more to it. And it's dangerous. And this is above us. (laughs) So, okay, really quick. I would like you and I back and forth to say what our theories are about it. What we think happened. Here's what I think happened. Brandon put Smallwing Darkclaw in the compost pile after Smallwing Darkclaw was squonking really loud and passed away. Yes. And then it vanished when it was out of sight, kind of like Toy Story, because that's really interesting right now. The new movie's out. When Brandon turned away, the owl went, finally. And then it disappeared and went back into the ether or the nether realm or wherever it's from. Okay. Now, soon, Brandon is going to have a visitor at his house perhaps a quote-unquote salesman or perhaps a quote-unquote larger owl. Yeah. And the curse is going to start to unfold. He's going to start to realize, oh, something something much larger is going on here. That's my theory. That's not a bad theory. Oh, you think? For real? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my theory is I'm making it up right now because I didn't have one. Okay. But I do. And now I have one right now. Um. So small wing dark claw, baby owl. Yes. Mama Owl uh-huh. was supposed to come and curse Brandon. Showed oh. up, realized she was too far along, had Small Wing Dark Claw, realized it was not a very healthy owl. Something mm-hmm. was messed up with this wing. So it had, it had a little tiny wing. So she's like, I can't do this because this kid's messing it up. So she left it and it was squonking and it hung on by one talon. Do yes. they have talons? Yeah, they, I think I think we could say they have talons. Fell off the tree. Yeah. Brandon finds it and is like, oh boy, I better call people. Then the mom was like, oh no, I left the baby owl. They're going to know there's traces of me. It's going to, the DNA test is going to lead back to me. There's going to be an owl investigation. I left too much of my DNA there. So she came back and she cleaned up the murder scene mm-hmm. and got out of there. Sure. And to me, that all tracks. That all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, but what she left and then is that it? She was just like, oh, I was supposed to curse him in rats. I missed my opportunity. Also, I yeah. love to eat rats. I'm an owl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay, I missed my opportunity and I left. part. It's like kind of like, you know, how monster, like the movie Monsters, Inc., where they're like, oh, you have to go scare children, but like don't leave anything behind or come back with anything because those are two worlds. Yeah. And that owl was like, oh, no, I left my child there and it died. Yeah. 
So I got to go clean this mess up. That's sure. why it was so clean and there was no evidence because owls are really good at cleaning up crime scenes. Uh, well, I think, <laughs> let me let me Google right now. Um, I'm tapping my phone. Because uh, that's you, how you search things on your phone. Yeah, you tap really hard in the center of your phone when your mm. screen's off because you're playing pretend. Um, uh, yeah, owls are really good at cleaning up crime scenes. Now, I don't know if you remember this from the call, but owls are really good at being sneaky and stealthy yes. because they fly silently, which that's scary in and of itself. So I don't think that I, I think you are closer. Your theory is probably more true than my theory. Maybe not any of our theories are true. But I'm sorry, Brandon, I think you have an owl cursing going on and I think you need to have a seance. I know you have an owl cursing going on. And again, Brandon, we've been friends since fourth grade. We will come over to your house whenever you want and we will cleanse it. We have some sage at the house. We have Palo <laughs> Santo at the house. We have a lava lamp that we could just kind of leave at your house because we really don't want it anymore. You know, we could do whatever. Well, we'll let our listeners decide what they think and let's jump into some haunted housekeeping. Let's do it. And when we come back, we are going to start the first ever series of what do we call it? Ghost, the, the ghost of Gab, ghost of Gab. Was that it? Ghostly Gabbers. Yeah, that's it. Ghostly Gabbers. Which are you, the Ghostly Gabbers. Our buddies. Our buddies talking to us. Yeah. Well, let's do Haunted Housekeeping and then Ghostly Gabbers is coming up for the first time ever. Well, we'll see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Our show, the one you're listening to right now, is a proud member of VidiSpace, an online streaming service founded by our good buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. And there's all sorts of spooky stuff on there. Yeah, you can look up anything spooky or paranormal adjacent. There's stuff about the Mothman. There's stuff about ghosts. There's scary movies. Pretty much anything you want to be scared of is on there. They have a live stream of the monsters under every single one of your beds and and it's very scary and you can see him and like say your name's Carol the monster's under there and it's like gonna get you Carol and you know it's the real monster under your bed we all know that monsters don't like Carol no monsters do not like Carol we have the ghost crier crew on there we have ghost vlogs with Marielle Pabst a bunch of fun new projects the ghost girls paranormal the spirits of Malvern which is now on Amazon Prime part of Viddy Space all sorts of fun stuff you can go to www.vidi.space on your computer or your cellular phone and start streaming and screaming. Or you can download the Vidi Space app on your iPhone or your Android. There, It's on Roku now. I believe there's a Vidi Space specific thing in the Amazon Prime video thingy. Yes. How cool is that? And you can also find our show on Vidi Space. Absolutely. We are also proud members of the Scavengers family at thescavengersnetwork.com. Scavengers Network is brought to you by our boss, baby boy, baby boy, boy, boy boss, uh, Colin Parker, and has a wonderful group of people that also have amazing podcasts on there, including us. Yeah, there's shows on there. I Don't Know Radio, Historical Hotties, Journey Under 30, Insanely Haunted, Morgan Needs a Podcast, and one of my personal favorites, Myth Takes, which is a tabletop role-playing game podcast based off of Monster of the week. They just finished up their third arc and the fourth arc will be starting soon and I'm going to be back on that fourth arc and I'm very excited to be a part of it. You know what I'm excited for though? Yes. Is the Patreon 
Patreon that we have on the Scavengers Network. You can donate anywhere from, what, a dollar to whatever amount of money you want to give us. Maybe you want to give us $3 million a month. That's your journey. You can go to patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network and become a donor to the network and help support each of our shows and the network in general every month. You'll get exclusive bonus content, clips, believe some of the tiers, depending on how much you donate per month, give you discounts in the Scavengers Network store. All sorts of fun stuff. You can help keep these spooky lights on for us as well. Maybe we can travel to haunted locations. Maybe we can get some fun guests on our show. Who knows? Yeah, we want to bring spooky to you. So bring spooky to us by giving us a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) W-I-D-K. Do you wish listening to the radio sucked even more? Join Fishstick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. If I was going to get in a fight and I had to pick one astrophysicist to be on my side. <laughs> Lulu. In the beginning, there was milk. And it came out of a cow or whatever. This is right. a completely accurate representation of the history of milk, by the way. The Professor. I think it'd be pretty psychologically damaging to have to fight two building-sized babies. And mulch. I don't want a body like John Cena because that just seems like a lot of extra spaces to have to clean. <laughs> like, there's a reason he's completely shaved. It's, I don't know, Radio, part of the Scavengers Network and Podcast NH. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and unfortunately, everywhere else. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you washed your face during Haunted Housekeeping. I kind of washed my face. Yeah, you did, actually. I used one of those pore strips on my nose. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Uh, I did not. I'm just drinking espresso. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. I'm sorry for saying it like that. Why? You took me to Italy. Do you think I did? Yeah, straight to Italy. You know, I am Italian. I know. So So cool. (laughs) Not trying to brag, but that's a little bit of my heritage. Anyways. Uh, Anyways, moving right along, our first voicemail that we're going to be playing in... Ghostly Gabbers. Is that what we said it was? I don't know. I already forget it. And we said it literally a minute ago. Uh, We said Ghostly Gabbers. Okay. Well, then. If that's what you want to call it. I think that makes sense. I also said something about it being a cold line instead of a hotline because ghosts were. Mm. Well, you can call our cold line. But this segment is, I think, Ghostly Gabbers. Yeah. I think. And it's cool, too. (laughs) It's cold. (laughs) It's cold, too. Cool. and Here we go. Our first message is from our brand new friend, Calvin, from New Jersey. Uh, Hey, guys. Uh, This is Calvin calling in from New Jersey. Uh, My question is not about the Jersey Devil, surprisingly. Um, It's about uh, how to chill with ghosts. Um, Because the house that I live in, it's definitely haunted, like lights come on by themselves, doors open by themselves, we see shadows out of the corner of our eyes and stuff. Like our house used to be a funeral home, but like is now just a regular home. There's definitely like some ghosts in here, but like they've never been like uncool. So I'm just wondering like how, what is the best way to chill with some ghosts? Like, how do I let them know that I'm, like, so down to hang um, and that I'm cool? Um, you could even say I'm ghoul. All right. Uh, thanks Thanks for thanks in, in advance for answering. <laughs> so, A, I just want to say, if you had a house that was previously a morgue, 
a funeral home, you never have a regular house again. It is never a regular house. No, You always have a haunted house. You always have a house with like uh, a tag at the end. This is our house where we used to live, and it used to be a funeral home. You always have to add that moniker or that like uh, what title to your house. So you have a not so regular house. Yeah, you have a house that for sure (laughs) it will. I mean, let's just you know, I'm I'm not trying to be a bad boy, but let's let's cut the crap. Your house, your house is so haunted. It almost makes me jealous of how haunted your house is. Yeah, I would say that if you live in a home that used to be a funeral parlor or anything, your house is basically impossibly haunted at all times. Right. Uh, But the question is, he knows he doesn't have a regular house. That's right. Yeah. But how does he chill with his ghost? Because he already has, uh, you know what, I'm going to say it. He already has a cool house. Yeah, he does have a cool house. So how do you make it even cooler to live in, you know? Like sometimes like houses are so cool that you need to get up to that level. Calvin's looking for a way that the ghosts essentially will think that he's cool so he can hang out with them and perhaps invite them to just, yeah, kick it, to just relax. What what kind of things do you think? I mean, if if he's in an old funeral home, then he has ghosts from probably a lot of different generations. Yes. So what kind of things do everybody like that food. wouldn't be... Oh, yeah. Food. Yeah, but ghosts don't need food, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, we they need, don't need food. a hobby or something that everybody would like that he can invite them to do. <sighs> yeah, this is where it gets tricky because what's... Yeah, I guess what's a universal, a universally loved hobby that's also timeless? Yeah, and the ghost can't go anywhere, so it's like you can't say vacation. I was going to say like a camp, like a like a bonfire outside, but well, I think it's a lot. Maybe you can bring the vacation to them. But like not everybody likes camping though, you know? What I was going to say was that you have a fire outside, but you also can't bring ghosts outside and just hang out around the fire. Right. Unless they, you know, chill outside. I don't think they do. I mean, they're, let's, let's just say they're in the house. They're okay. for sure in the house. Dancing. A lot of people like dancing, whether people yeah. like to admit it or not. Everybody likes to move their body a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Humans, ghosts, aliens, Bigfoots. Okay, sure. Yeah. So you can have a dance party. I feel like that's a really big statement to make because I don't know, but... <laughs> you didn't seem excited about me. I was really excited to say dancing because well, I thought that was a really good one. I think it's a good one. I mean, it, it's it's a possibility, but like, yeah. I think that I don't like dancing in front of other people all the time. Like, I'll, I'll dance here and goof around in our house. Yeah, but you would dance in front of your buddies. So if you make these ghosts your buddies, you'll dance with them. But like, then that's also a lot to ask of all those ghosts to get along. Because what if they, you know, yeah. what if they have issues? I'm thinking like an arts and crafts table. But not everybody likes arts and crafts, you know? So then maybe we're approaching this. Man, Calvin, you have you have a predicament here. Okay, well, hey, let's take Calvin. How can we make, we don't know Calvin that well. No. But how can we make him, like what we envision Calvin to be? How would we portray him as like, he's cool, I'd hang out with him. So like- If you were a ghost. Coming at this from the perspective of the ghost. Like if we were to walk up on Calvin and see Calvin doing something or or looking a certain way or whatever, we go, that seems like a really cool dude. Like if Calvin was just like kicking it, maybe playing Mortal Kombat, I'd be like, sure, I'll come sit with you, play a little uh, Mortal K. But then again, 
how are, are all ghosts gonna know what Mortal Kombat is? No. But, like, think about when, like, our parents come to stay with us and we start playing, like, a little bit of a video game. Uh-huh. They, it, like, blows their mind. Because they're like, we grew up with Pong or Ping or whatever it was called. <laughs> like, man, video games have really gotten progressive. Ping. So it might spark their interest. Yeah, it could spark their interest. I could but see then, that. But then, th- okay, so say he were playing Mortal Kombat. Okay. A lot of fatality. A lot yeah. of blood. Like, what if one of those ghosts died really brutally? That might be a turnoff. Yeah, I would think so. But so then you again, need like a game like Stardew Valley, where it's like oh, not too high tech. No, but you, you're just like farming and it's, like it's very low tech. Ooh, ghosts might like that because that might be something that they can relate relate to like their reality. Like, oh, I used to be a farmer, or I used to have a a mayor in town. <laughs> I used to have to go to this one store every day between two and four in order to buy a certain set of seeds. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I used to always go in my cave right next door and get all my mushrooms every other day. I loved fishing. And you can fish in this game? That's wonderful. Oh, I used to love having to go to a certain spot of the entire world at a given hour in a given season to find one type of fish to complete a mission. Okay, so attracting the ghost, play Stardew Valley. You know, I think that's a good idea. Getting them to stay... I don't know. Chips and dip. Yeah, but uh, food we already talked about food. Yeah, I mean, food, food is so hard. Well, let me let me just say this really quick. I know that ghosts can't eat food, but if I'm ever a ghost and if any of our listeners are ever in the same room and they can tell it's me, even if I can't eat the food, I would appreciate the gesture of you having chips and dip or whatever. It would whatever. bum me out because I'd be like, I can't eat it. Magic. Do magic tricks. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, haven't you seen that video online of that like mo- that guy doing a magic trick for a monkey and he like totally laughs and loves it? Oh yeah. Like kids love it, parents love it, aliens love it, monkeys love it. So that's the second time you said aliens like something like dancing and magic. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that Well, just in case he has aliens in there too cuz you never know. I mean, I guess, yeah, you never know. Because you think about this. Aliens come and they want to abduct bodies. Maybe going to a funeral home is the best way to do that because they're like the live ones. They're too talkative and they're, you know, they tell everyone when we probe them. So let's get the dead ones. Okay. And then return them. So we're not going to unpack that right now because that would take (laughs) six years. But you did just say that aliens prefer to abduct ghosts. But let's just move past it. Dead bodies. Oh. From the funeral home. That makes more sense actually yeah how about this calvin tell the a okay tell the ghosts you first you hook them with some stardew valley right but maybe announce loudly all right about to play about to play stardew valley for each and every one of you like if you if you walk maybe to each room of the house because maybe you don't know where all the ghosts live maybe they're you know probably they all would congregate in the basement where you used to keep the bodies sure that's your first place to go and announce you're going to play stardew valley go to every room in the house announce that you're playing stardew turn the volume up super loud on your tv play stardew great now you've collected the ghosts and then you can say i'm glad you're all here watching me play stardew i'm glad i can teach you all about growing beets and growing hops and whatever uh what do you want to name the dog etc but you go now if you want to see something crazy why don't we all stick around late at night and then you can essentially get the ghosts into believing uh yeah into believing in aliens and having them come to the funeral home to collect the dead bodies if there's still some there left over and i think that might scare them off you think so i think get them with the stardew valley i felt like i was on a roll that bums me out <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry oh, that's I didn't okay mean- 
I just feel like get them with the Stardew Valley, then be like, all right, 4.30, we got magic. Like, kind of treat the ghosts as if you were running, like, a senior citizen's living center. Like, give them activities to do. Yeah. Because they're not going anywhere, See, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, a children's birthday party, but I think... That too. But... They're pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, running running activities in a, at, a, at a senior citizen's house and then a children's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of one and the same, except one of them you have Spider-Man showing up and then the other one you have the person from like the local safety council or something. And I think if you feel like you said they're not uncool, so it's not like you have any demonic ghosts. Oh, yeah, that's true. To my understanding. So like... I was going to say, like, maybe you dress up as, like, a Satan goat. But I'm like, it doesn't uh, seem like anybody is like, yo, I'm here to hurt you. Or if you... I just want to kick it because I'm stuck here. Yeah. Or like, Well, I guess, how about this? If, because I really don't know how the afterlife works very well, if you realize that all of a sudden you're beginning to notice more demonic activity, then you can go to your local petting zoo or goat, goat owner. <laughs> goat haver and see if they have a damascus goat one of those nasty looking dudes and then you bring that to your house so that the demonic ghosts are like oh he's in a damascus goats or the yeah demonic spirits realize that you're like you know down to hang and you have a damascus goat as well right but it doesn't sound like there's any demonic spirits no yeah you're right i mean yeah my recommendation would be maybe play a little stardew valley i agree everybody can get involved um do a little magic magic tricks and then that just gives you a skill too because you just learned how to do magic and you have a wonderful crowd that supports you hopefully if they stick around and then maybe like learn how to play an instrument everybody loves music like you you nix the dance party but everybody likes music everyone does like music now it's a lot to ask of everyone to begin to dance because you and i were at a wedding one time and we were told we had to go dance and that was a lot to deal with yeah i didn't want to (laughs) dance i didn't want to dance either i wanted to kind of hang out But but people do like music yeah that's a very, very good question. I have to think more about it, but hopefully those recommendations help you out a little bit. Well, how about this, Calvin? Try the Stardew Valley and then try the magic and then play a little music. Let us know how it goes. Feel free to call back uh, and give us an update on what happened. See if you have any new ghost buddies. If things started to get worse. We've just been playing pretend the whole time. We're not experts, so no. oops. Yeah, so oops a daisy. And I think we will take... 10% responsibility, but you sound like a very strong person uh, physically and mentally. So maybe just let us know how it goes, but be careful. All right. What's our next call? Our next call is from our friend Holly Flanagan of the podcast Shelly Has Opinions. Yes, Holly. I was on her uh, wonderful podcast with her and her sisters. That's right. The episode about potlucks. Yes. Uh, okay. Here comes Holly's message now. Jordan. Lindsay, it's me, Holly Flanagan of the podcast Shelly Has Opinions, and I am so glad that this hotline exists because I have something very pressing. I have been having nightmares recently, and it's a recurring nightmare that features a very scary demigorgon, but what I really wanted to ask is why does it keep happening in my elementary school field? I don't think that's a scary space. Do you? Do you don't, didn't you feel safe? In your in your field, your field. Reeves, love you. Love the pod. Love the demigorgon. Bye. Okay, so her question is: <laughs> she sees this demigorgon, uh huh, demon thing. Yeah. But she sees it in her elementary school field, where they used to have recess. Right. Yes. Which can be scary. 
Uh, recess can be really scary. You can get hurt. You can get boo-boos and ow-ows. I got an ow-ow one time during recess in middle school. We were trying to slide across wooden benches. Like, I don't know, like you were sliding across the hood of a car. Yeah. And I got an Because that was a good idea. It was a very good idea. And I remember <laughs> I was wearing bright yellow shorts, which uh-huh. I guess I've always kind of been into fun shorts. Yeah, you love them. Uh, and I got a splinter very far in my left butt cheek extremely far it was like an inch and a half long in my butt cheek and i had to go to the nurse and she had to pull it out with with you know pliers or tweezers or whatever but it was not a good experience so yeah boo-boos owies but you can also like i'm trying to think of like things like i got hurt on the playground all the time in elementary school yeah also like well it wasn't elementary school for us but it was middle school for us remember there was that creepy lady that named (gasps) squirrely squirrely Yeah, her nickname was literally Squirrely, and like she knew it, and she didn't care, and she was like old when we were there. She yeah. just recently passed. Which you know, rest in peace, Squirrely. Rest in peace. But she would always like yell at every kid out on the playground, and then like she would go like collect things out of the woods. I think that's why she got her name Squirrely. Because people were assuming she was collecting dead squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> Middle so school, that could be really scary. Being a young kid is crazy. It could be a scary place. I mean, you think like kids playing beautiful, whatever, but like maybe you just had to grow up in Madison, Ohio to realize it could be creepy. Yeah. So I guess we can say, Holly, we're a little bit envious that your elementary school recess time was always great. Yeah. I had a boy break up with me at recess. In elementary school? Yeah. You know, that fifth grade love. Oh, yeah. That real, true, <laughs> and pure. and Yeah, that's funny. Okay. So a demogorgon kind of preys on children. Well, I I, I think so. I, I think it just kind of preys on people. Uh, I searched demogorgon and all I got was the, you know, the like flower headed thing from Stranger Things. Yeah. But that's then, what I'm assuming. But he messes with kids. So what better place to find them? Yeah, I guess you're right, huh? So I feel like your dream is like pretty accurate. Maybe you need to go to that elementary school field and like make sure everything's going good. Like actually go back to where yeah. you went to school. And or like you just call them and ask them what's up. Hey, is it fine out there? <laughs> Uh, I think. Okay, a pagan god or a demon associated with the underworld and a powerful primordial being, sometimes referred to also as an incubus. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good thing. No, I mean, it's definitely scary to be hanging out at your elementary school field. With a demogorgon. Right. Well, but then maybe it's this, maybe it's this underlying issue of the battle of good and evil. You know, if, if you have positive memories about your elementary school recess... And then you have, I mean, I would think that most people think Demogorgons are not good. Right. I don't really know. It sounds like a real fire and water situation happening here. Yeah. And I'm not an expert on dreams. No. But I don't know, Holly. I think it's fine. (laughs) Maybe you had your very own squirrely living next to your field and she's coming back to haunt your dreams. Or maybe our squirrely is coming to haunt your dreams because you know us. Yeah. Now, if we can do a better job of portraying or painting a picture of Squirrely, think about someone who lives in a very rural part of Ohio who might also be the Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like gray, ratty, long hair. Yeah. Kind of hippie, but real patchworked clothing. Yeah, and she would walk, literally walk into the field where we were having recess and yell at us to go away. Yeah, her house was kind of set back in the woods a little bit. Yeah. And it was like 
not like a broken down house, but it needed work. Sure, yeah, it needed work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, okay, well, if we can't help Holly with the imagery of her nightmares, how do you how do you stop having them? What's like a quick like like a a quick way just to stop having nightmares? Hmm. Maybe only watch like a corgi compilation videos online before bed. Right before bed. And then you'll have corgis running in your elementary school field and it'll be way cuter. Now, it might be bad the first few times because if you haven't fully purged the Demogorgon visuals out of your brain, the corgis could turn into Demogorgons throughout the dream. Or just be half corgi, half Demogorgon. (laughs) So tiny... Tiny body, huge, scary, like, flower face. Now those, yes, it's gross, but easier to kick away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, oh, man, you you put me in a field of corgi-sized demogorgons, I'm kicking those things left and right. Power kicks. (laughs) Especially if you can end up doing some lucid dreaming and sort of being in control of what's going on, I would be kicking those things apart. Every kick, they would just explode. Okay. Well, I don't know. So is that... Okay, so are we saying Try that... Try to watch Corgi video or any dog, really. Yeah, any dog's fine. Before bed. See what happens. Yeah, and report back to us if you want, Holly. Give us an update. Let us know. That's fine with me. You want to move into another one? Yep. <laughs> For every listener, when Lindsay said yep, she did get a furrowed brow like she meant it. And that was very funny. <laughs> sure. Okay, speaking of dreams, here is another phone call from our good friend Turner. He had a dream that he would like unpacked a little bit. Hey, Jordan and Lindsay. This is uh, Turner here in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And um, I kind of just had a question about some weird dreams that I've been having. And, and one in particular where I was with my partner, Maria, and I, for some reason, was eating myself. But like another, there's like a second body there's me and then there's like a dead me and and she Maria was like oh you should eat your brains and so I ate the brains out of me and then I had to clean it up and I got really scared to clean it up and Maria had to like put it in a bag for me my like own passed away body and it really gave me a spook like I don't know um, so if you could maybe give me a little bit of advice if this is like a bad omen or if I need to maybe, uh, you know, call someone to help me if something's wrong uh, or, you know, if it's just kind of just like a weird random dream. So y'all could help me with that. Um, that would be great. Oh, and uh, give uh, Molly a biscuit for me and uh, pat her on the head and tell her she's a good girl and a great dog. So... Yeah, well, uh, bye, Rick. First things first, yes, it's a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did look up a little bit about dreams and eating okay. and kind of what they mean. So basically what I found was dreams about eating someone or yourself um, usually suggest your hunger for something. This hunger can be for love, better job position, or something else. I like how they just or, or left li- it vague. Or literally, <laughs> or literally anything on earth. So when you have a dream about eating food, it usually expresses our desire to get something or have something. 
But if you have a dream that you're eating yourself or a specific person that you recognize, which he does because it's him, um, you are probably having certain issues with this specific person. So maybe he's having like a thing, whether he's like, I want to progress in my career or I want to start wearing bright, fun colored shorts. Yay! (laughs) Yeah! So it says you either feel you are too close to this person or you are afraid you are not close enough. Either way, your subconscious is trying to show that you need to be honest with this person in order for the relationship to work. Wow. So I would like to know what Turner is hiding from himself because I know Turner very well and I feel like he's an open book, but maybe not. Well, I'm not licensed or anything, but the fact that his partner Maria was telling him to to eat his own brains and then helping him clean it up, to me, to get hippy-dippy on you makes it seem like Turner is missing something in his own life And she's encouraging him to do it and help him along, but it's it's making him scared. Okay, maybe so. And that's the real answer. The other answer I have is maybe you really dislike brains. Yeah, why not try your own? You know. Now here's a real story. I've eaten not human, but in real life, I've had brains. (laughs) I uh, hope not human. uh, Well, you know, and I I'm going to choose to not talk about that part. Okay. But I've eaten brains twice, and I actually think they're really good. So maybe he just needs to eat, like, monkey brain. Yeah, he might need to eat monkey brains. (laughs) Uh, I googled a dream where you are told to eat your brains, and this is what I got from dreammeaning.net. Okay. To dream about yourself eating a brain suggests that you want to get more knowledge and insight from someone. So, yeah, Mm. basically what, what you were saying, but I guess that someone, if it's quite literally you, the one who's eating your own brain, but, or maybe, so I guess this one, we're not really goofing a lot right now, but that's okay. No, well, dreams fascinate me. This is like really weird. Dreams are weird. Kind of stuff. Wanting to learn more from yourself, I would think that Maria is convincing you, IRL, Turner, to learn more and dig deeper into yourself to perhaps realize your full potential. Yeah. Now, the joke reason You've been getting hints all along that Maria is a cannibal a cannibal, and she <laughs> wants you to cannibalize yourself before she finishes eating the rest of your body. So if you wake up in the middle of the night and Maria is like, you know, punched over top of you and she has like a spoon, maybe a spork and a bib and a bib <laughs> with your face on it <laughs> and there's an apple in your mouth, then <laughs> you know that she might be a cannibal. I mean, this is a mite. Yeah. This isn't 100%. Or she's a zombie. But she doesn't, you know, she, you would know if someone was a zombie because they would appear dead, you know? Yeah. And there was one time I was over there and uh, her arm fell off and and she was like, don't mind me. And then she kind of kicked it away. (laughs) She kicked it away and then reattached it later. Well, another good way to tell if she is a cannibal is if you've ever been eating any food and she's like, man, this is good, but I wish this was a 28 year old man. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, she might, she might just be a cannibal. So yeah. this could be a very surface level thing, right. but it was really nice that she helped you clean it up and pack up like in a, in a doggy or in a person bag. Right. That's nice. So she's a very tidy cannibal. Yeah. And, and those one, are the best kind. One thing I told Turner as well, when I went over to their new place a few months ago was I'm very happy that your place is clean so both of them are tidy i know that which is good well hopefully this somewhat helps answer your question yeah hopefully (laughs) do you think it does i mean i don't know 
I don't know either. Okay. Um, (laughs) But hey, you know what, Turner? Um, Lindsay and I are going to offer ourselves. If you ever need anyone to eat your brains, you call us and we will at least consider it. Or Molly. Yeah, Molly actually probably would. We'd let you eat Molly. We'd cry, but if you needed it. Wait, you want Turner to eat Molly? If he needs to. I was saying Molly would eat his brains. Oh. Turner, you're not eating our dog. Neither are you, Maria. No one's eating our dog. (laughs) Hey, let's cut the crap. No one's eating our our, dog. No, no one's eating our dog. Not today, Molly. Not today. Uh, At least not until we can. Because that's the only reason why we own a dog is so we can cook and eat her. (laughs) Um, We're just letting her mature. Yeah, we're letting her age. Getting her aged. Okay, so what do we? What's our next question? Okay, this next voicemail comes to us um, from our friend. I guess it's like the most common. Well, I didn't realize the name was so common. Uh, apparently, this is from someone named Cradge. Huh? More Cradges out there. Yeah. Okay. Small world. We're ready. Hello, my name is Cradge, and I am from Columbus, Ohio. And I have a question about getting tickets on the rat boat. And I was wondering if you could maybe pop up a link on your social medias or if you're going to be doing a rat boat cruise anytime soon, because I would really like to get myself on board with those good old zombie rat buddies. I have a theory on uh, their speed and uh, potentially using them as a as an army after I master some of the spells in the Necronomicon. So um, whenever you want to shoot me that old there link, again, my name is Cradge, and I am from Columbus, so anytime you want to grab a cup of coffee, just uh, hit me hit me up on, on them socials. Uh, thank you. Love the show. First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, keep, keep it spooky, friends. Uh, g- goodbye. Okay, so that's exactly how I envig- envisioned Cradge to sound. Okay. Basically, all I got to say is like, you don't find the rat boat, the rat boat finds you, you know? That's true. Now, if we had more information about its whereabouts, or if Lindsay and I were really smart and could develop an app, Rat Tracker. The Rat Tracker, yeah. Uh, then we would, but, you know, we're working on it. We have a team of people, Molly who's working on developing an app for us that's just specifically it's an up-to-date tracker of where people have seen the rap boat you can upload photos and uh you can uh like other people's comments i just and when you said molly was working on it i envisioned her with like a little like crew hat on and like a little vest oh really (laughs) and just like hitting her paws on a laptop see i envision molly like if she were to be working after i said okay molly's working on it cut to a scene of molly working on the app but it's just her staring at her water in her dish and then putting her hand in it (laughs) and then that would be that would be her working on the app well thank you everyone for all your questions (laughs) if we did not get to yours we will be doing this again Again, the number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE, B-O-O-S. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, spooky underscore spouses. Send us a good old email at spookyspousescast at gmail.com. And we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. 
He's a special boy. A very special boy. You know who else is not just a special boy, but a special group? Uh, I think I can guess, and you're going to say... Can't think of anything cool to say. The Scavengers Network. That's right. So you can check them out and all the podcasts on there, which we are a proud member of. At thescavengersnetwork.com, there's a Patreon. You can donate money. You can make our show spookier. You can also check out all the other wonderful podcasts on there. We also have merchandise on there for sale. Check it out. Yeah. Check out. Check out. Check out. Well, everybody, until next Monday, have a spook... Have a... have a nasty week. <laughs> have a demigorgon. Don't have a demigorgon dream. Yeah. Don't. Don't eat your brains in real life or in a Don't. dream. Hey. Play Stardew Valley. Yeah. I Everyone actually, likes Stardew Valley. You talked about Stardew Valley a lot, and I honestly, I, I want to download it again and play it again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a family game, you know? I spent hours playing that game. <laughs> well, have a good week, everyone, and thank you for listening. Thank you very much. And to close out the show, we're going to play a fun voicemail joke from one of our favorite human beings, Katie Diddy. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Hey, Lindsay and Jordan. It's Katie Diddy. And I just have a joke for you. Um, why is there a fence around the cemetery? Um, people are dying to get in. Okay. Uh, thanks. Bye. One, two, three, four, seven, 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 two, ten. Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply it to our own career paths as we make our mark on this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now. <laughs>